Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. 20 days from now, everyone's going to be shotgunning marijuana joints. <laughs> you ever heard of that term, shotgunning? I think it's when you inhale and then blow it into somebody else's mouth, right? Mm. Yeah, I read. that's what I read online, Jim. I, I don't know that from high school because I never partied in high school kind of like Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I, and I was a virgin until I was 25, so... We all know. Yeah, I'd never partied. <laughs> Ever. Kavanaugh style. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's that's what it means, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was my understanding. Yeah, I think so. I think you can, like, shotgun a bong or something. I don't know. Because I know people shotgun beers as well. That's where you poke a hole in the bottom of the beer, and then you flip open the, the top. Yeah. And then you you suck it through the... The hole, right? Yeah. I, I got to be honest, I've n- never smoked, like, a sh- having somebody blow smoke in my mouth seems awful. Right. Because it's mostly their breath. And doesn't, don't their lungs ab- absorb, I don't know the science behind it, don't their lungs absorb all the good stuff before uh, they blow it back in your face? Or Well, there's the the hot box concept where you keep smoking, blowing it out, and then the room, every, it's a contact That is the tie. dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Hot boxing. I remember doing it in college and like putting the towel under the door and like. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just do it because you think it's cool. You were breaking the law, dude. I know. Back then, but not in 20 days. Now it's not cool anymore for college students. You can hot box away. Uh, We just found out where we're going to be allowed to smoke marijuana. As of October 17th, Ontario residents will be able to partake in recreational cannabis wherever the smoking of tobacco is permitted. According to the government, uh, they have loosened the rules and they're going to align things with the Smoke-Free Ontario Act. So wherever you can smoke a cigarette, Hmm. you'll be able to smoke marijuana. Where can you smoke a cigarette now? <laughs> That's like less in, than you'd think. In your basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the blinds closed, please. You can't smoke pot in vehicles or in boats. Hmm. Breaking those rules will uh, carry a fine ranging from $1,000 to $5,000 upon conviction. I could, I could totally see why you shouldn't in a car, because obviously you shouldn't do it while you're driving, and you mm-hmm. would hotbox that vehicle. A boat? I don't know. Well, if you're driving the boat. If you're driving the boat, absolutely not. But if you're just hanging out. Near the back of the boat. Yeah. A boat and toke. You're thinking of an open air boat, right? No roof. Yeah. Because you could also, you could hot box a boat as well. Sure, sure. As far as I know. I mean, again, I, I've never partied in my life. Hi, FM 96. Hi, uh, you guys are talking about shotgunning there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I remember... When you used to put the lit end of a joint in your mouth and you blow the smoke out into somebody else's mouth. Oh, so you don't inhale the marijuana and then blow it into someone else's mouth. See, no. this is the learning curve here. There's a lot of people who have not smoked marijuana uh, who are going to be trying it for the first time because it's now legal. Do you think a lot of people are not smoking it because it's illegal? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I guarantee there's some. And they say, oh, it's at a party, but I refuse to because the law says it's bad. Once it becomes legal, there's going to be a lot more people smoking marijuana. Oh, yeah. There's there's going to be more people who already smoke it, who are open about smoking it, but mm-hmm. there are going to be more people trying it for the first time, 100%. Yeah, that's a revolution. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> a revolution. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. What do you think about the... Uh, 
the rules here where we can smoke the marijuana anywhere you can smoke tobacco? Uh, I think that's pretty cool. It makes sense. I was listening about the whole boat thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the problem is just that uh, the vapor and the smoke could, uh, you know, in theory, be inhaled by the driver. Right. If you're, I've right. been, I've been walking down the street, and I'm on it. To be honest, I am not a marijuana smoker, um, but I've been with people smoking it, and just the secondhand smoke, like walking to a concert, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, whoo, I think I caught a good whiff of that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That, like if there's people smoking around you at a concert, you'll you'll feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to, to not to stay off topic, but the very first time I received a shotgun. Was from my mother-in-law. <laughs> Your mom shotgunned a joint with you. Yeah, it's a insane story. Way too long. Um, I'm a paranoid weed smoker, uh, but then I moved from Newfoundland to BC, and all of a sudden it was more common. Uh huh. And I was trying to hide away from my mother-in-law. My actually my sister-in-law's wedding, and there was a group of us, and she knew that we kind of snuck away from the party. She came and found me. I was trying to give it to my sister-in-law, like her daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, she wouldn't take it. And then she came down, took it from my hand, turned it around with her mouth. All of a sudden, her hands are coming up to my face. I'm losing Man, my this, this sounds like the start of a video on Pornhub. Oh, it's very similar. <laughs> At a wedding, the mother-in-law. Yeah. Let me show you how to do that, honey. <laughs> yeah, when your girlfriend or wife walks in, like, what? Like your face is together. Oh, no, we were just smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. likely story. We weren't kissing. She was blowing marijuana smoke down my throat. <laughs> yeah, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I was calling in about the, the weed thing, and certainly uh, he described a shotgun well. Mm-hmm. I was a teenager in the 70s and had a, a fun misfit youth. Mm-hmm. And um, usually that was a way a guy got to kiss a girl. So is this, it was a sneaky way. It may not even like be a, a good way to smoke marijuana. It was just a trick that some guy thought of back in the 70s so he could get his face close to the girl he liked. Something like that. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I mean, you would get high also unless you didn't inhale. So when you smoke a joint, the smoke is in your mouth until you inhale. So even if you were to do it that way, you're just exchanging it then. And are you cool with this rule where we can smoke marijuana as of October 17th, wherever we can smoke cigarettes? You like that? Uh, Yes and no, because I think things like Victoria Park or some events where children are at, that could be questionable. And I'm I'm totally pro-marijuana. I've been arguing for the legalization of it for decades because it is a good medicine for things, and it is not the gateway drug or the problem drug that people were, you know, the demon weed scare of the 50s or whatever. I agree with you, though. If I'm walking downtown and suddenly I'm with my son, we're going through a big cloud of marijuana smoke, I would not be impressed at all. Like, my little child should not be subjected to that. He should uh, learn to smoke marijuana the way everyone else does. His mother-in-law should teach him (laughs) at a wedding when he's a little bit older, right? (laughs) More opinions. Hi, you're on with Taz and Jim. Hey, so about this whole smoking marijuana outside thing. Yeah. uh, Would I be out to just walk around and smoke my bong? (laughs) I don't know if bongs... Why not? What's the difference? If it's legal... 
Yeah, we're all at work listening to you guys right now. I'm kind of wondering that. Yeah, because you can smoke a pipe. Yeah. If you're smoking tobacco out of a pipe like you're an old distinguished gentleman or a sailor, <laughs> right? Yeah. What if you just put a hookah thing on the middle of the sidewalk and had four people sitting there token exactly. away? Exactly. It'll be interesting. Huh. Again, something I don't think they've really thought about. Okay. Add it to the list. Hi, FM 96. Hey, Chad. How are you? Good. What's going on? I'm just listening to you guys' conversation this morning, and I think it's only customary that you guys do a public service for the community on the 17th and do a show on marijuana. We've talked about doing the uh, Don't Smoke and Drive show. We do do the Don't Drink and Drive show every year around Christmas where we get drunk, right? Yep, now you should do the Bong and Fly show. <laughs> don't, don't smoke and fly. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, FM 96. Yeah, I was phoning about the marijuana debate. What do you think? I think one thing that's being missed in all this and the callers I heard so far is we're not allowed to walk down the street drinking a beer because you can't be intoxicated in a public place. Why can you suddenly get high in a public place? That's true. You will be intoxicated. So and what I, you're saying is that we should be able to drink beer walking down the street now, too. What's fair for what? fair for all, right? That's a pretty good point. He says he doesn't say you shouldn't be able to smoke marijuana walking down the street. He says you should only be able to smoke marijuana walking down the street if you can have a beer in the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Right? What's the weather going to be like on uh, Sunday, ladies? Checking it out there? Uh, I think 17 degrees and 0% chance of rain, I believe. Perfect, because <laughs> I'm already going to be overheating, so I need it to be a little on the chilly side. I'm sweating right now, and we're not moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we welcome to the studio Megan with uh, CIBC Run for the Cure. Hi, Megan. Good morning. And we've got Tiffany here as well. Good Hi, morning. Tiffany. Hello. Tiffany, you are a breast cancer survivor. Can you tell us a little bit about... Um, the challenges you've faced since your diagnosis. Absolutely. Um, so originally I was diagnosed September, or sorry, August 18th, 2017 at the age of 33 with stage three triple negative breast cancer. Ugh. Most recently this past August, it did metastasize to a pleural fusion. So I have been treated as stage four now, still going through uh, chemotherapy. All the um, different treatments have been really tough. Radiation, chemotherapy, mastectomy, um, I've had my pleural effusion drained, so that's between your chest wall and your lungs. So it's a very grueling process, um, but you just stay positive and you keep on going. We hear these terms, stage four. What exactly does stage four mean? So it means that it's not curable at this point. That's why CIBC Run for the Cure is so important, because we need to find a cure. I need a cure, and we all need a cure that are stage four. Um, so it's treated as long as possible with uh, different chemotherapies, or until your NED, which is no evidence of disease. Wow, mm. it's got to be. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you keep going? You know, that's what I always wonder. You walked in here, you had a big smile on your face. You said, "Hey, Taz and Jim, happy to meet you." My husband listens to your show every morning. We should give him a shout Dad, out. Josh, <laughs> my Josh. What up, Josh? <laughs> Josh, he seems like a pretty good guy, just based on his taste in radio. He's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, one year of marriage, two years of marriage now. In the first year, he uh, his work um, was able to allow him to stay off. It's a family owned uh, heating and cooling company, Zed Air, that has just been phenomenal supporting with- you guys. Absolutely, allowing him the time off to care for me with my parents and my family and all my supporters. What keeps you going, though? What is your motivation to to continue fighting? My family, myself, 
and my faith and to get me uh, to get the word out, to get the word out that it's not just older women that this disease takes from, takes from young women. I've had two girls from high school that um, have connected with me through my blog and they are um, as well fighting breast cancer. And I'm sure you heard the warnings and, and you listened to that yep. statistic. It's not just old people that get, get breast cancer. You heard that right up until your diagnosis. And then yep. all of a sudden, it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to give you a big kudos for... Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. It isn't. It is inspiring, though. Is this is this something that people come up to you and just say thank you for your battle because it inspires them as well? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people connect with me over my blog, and my most important part in this journey is to get the word out and to just show positivity and show that you may have cancer, but you can live every day because every day is a good day to yeah. have a good day. And when it comes to research, I feel like people go, oh, how much can I help? What what can I do? Well, according to the stats, a hundred bucks alone helps uh, fund two full hours of life-saving research in a world-class laboratory. Like that's pretty impressive. Like a hundred bucks, two hours, we chip away here and there and we'll get to our goal. Absolutely. Okay, I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about your family and like what... You know, this is when your life is supposed to be starting and to to go through something like this, it's everybody's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. So it really is. I I always find it so special uh, when somebody gets a diagnosis like this. And the first thing they do is, how can I help? How can I get out there and share my story? So in the future, this doesn't continue to happen to other women. So. Uh, thank you so much, Tiffany. It's, it's so inspirational to me and hopefully to other people listening right now. Uh, we set up uh, <laughs> our team, Taz for Tatas. Have you <laughs> I heard? Like it. I like yeah, it. it. It's going pretty well. So far, we've raised just over $1,200. We got to give a shout out to our buddy Paul Duarte from Duarte and Associates. He gave us 1000 bucks yesterday. Thanks, Paul. And uh, Tim Forrest from Forest Lawn and Garden Care gave us uh, about 150 earlier this morning. Still an opportunity if people want to come out and actually run. How can they do that, Megan? So you could still sign up anytime today, tomorrow, Saturday. You can even sign up Sunday morning on the website, uh, CIBC Run for the Cure. You can do a $45 self-donation or fundraise 150 to get a t-shirt. If you have $20 and want to come, come. You just may not get a t-shirt, but throw on something pink and join us. <laughs> you don't have to run. You can walk. Or if you can't come, you can still donate. You can donate to your team or you could donate to Tiffany's team, Tap Out Cancer, or just make a general donation to the run. I, I think we're going to take all our money and donate it to <laughs> Tiffany's team. <laughs> you okay with that, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> we're still feeling the, uh, the effects of these tariffs that the United States has put on Canada. This thing is not over yet, and... It doesn't look like it's going to be over anytime soon, if you take what the president was saying yesterday. If you can decipher what the president of the United States was saying yesterday during his U.N. press conference. He hasn't done one of these uh, solo press conferences in a while, Dev. No, it's been a long time. And even then, like it's like there have, there have been some memorable Donald Trump press conferences. 
Uh, usually they're, you know, in there's, so there's the Charlottesville one was kind of him by himself, although he was surrounded by people. Then there's the Helsinki one, it's him and Putin. And then this was just, you know, Donald Trump by himself. I mean, those three, I think, are the ones that are just the, the, the most bizarre, craziest Trump press conferences. Donald Trump on Donald Trump. China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. He said, Donald, Donald Trump, they don't know what to do. <laughs> Listen to the reporters are laughing and they're like, what? <laughs> Can you hear them in the background there? Listen. For Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. He said, Donald, Donald Trump, they don't know what to do. <laughs> China has respect for Donald Trump and his very large brain. Donald doesn't think people are laughing at him. At the UN meeting, though, he he thinks that they're laughing with him, and he made that very clear. I heard smiles, and and I said, "Oh, I didn't know there'd be that guy." They weren't laughing at me; they were laughing with me. We had fun. That was not laughing at me. There was no joke told. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the, how well the American economy is yeah, doing. Like, that's the, is that the joke? <laughs> was he in on the joke? <laughs> They're laughing with me, trust me, my brain is enormous. So this is this is what Trump, and this is the, the part of the press conference that was concerning for us in the Great White North. This is Trump talking about the current uh, state of negotiations when it comes to trade with Canada. Mr. President, Susan Lee from Fox Business. Did you reject a one-on-one meeting with the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau? Yeah, I did. Why? Because his tariffs are too high and he doesn't seem to want to move. And I've told him, forget about it. And frankly, we're thinking about just taxing cars coming in from Canada. That's the mother load. That's the big one. Uh, we're very unhappy with the negotiations and the negotiating style of Canada. Uh, we don't Canada. like their representative very much. They've taken advantage. I love Canada, by the way. I have so many friends. <laughs> I have everybody. So many friends. But uh, that has nothing to do with this. I'm representing the United States. Uh, Mexico was totally, I mean, they were great. By the way, the new president has been great. Uh, the deal is done. This guy, man. Uh, Canada, piece of garbage. They're, they're all, uh, they're like uh, trash people. I love Canada, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help himself. He cannot help himself. A lot of uh, conservatives here in Canada took that as, oh, see, it's, it doesn't matter who was, who's in power. Trump's anyone who says no to him, Trump is not going to like that person, whether it's uh, uh, the liberals or the PC party. If you're dealing with Donald Trump and you say no, he doesn't get what he wants, he's not going to like you. Yeah, I mean, the problem that Donald Trump has with other countries isn't that, you know, someone's like liberal or conservative. It's that you're more, because he, he, it's, it's like the UN, he's worried about people not respecting him, not liking him, laughing at him. So Andrew Scheer is, comes from the same kind of political background as Trudeau, Trudeau which is, he is he's, bit, he's, he's not an authoritarian, right? So those are the types of politicians that make Donald Trump uncomfortable because he doesn't know how to relate with them as well. Beyond the fact, I don't know how you negotiate with the United States on some things, when there have been numerous studies, numerous stories that have shown trade between Canada and the United States is pretty even. So when, like, what are we even negotiating? So there, there are things you can update and things you can change 
uh, as with anything, and they and they both in Canada said that even like you know two years ago that they wouldn't mind updating things in NAFTA, but for some of the things Trump wants to change, like they're already they're already there. Like, he's he's starting to say Canada the same way he he says China. Canada, 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 China, Canada. Ford announced yesterday that Trump's steel tariffs have cost the company about a billion dollars in profit. Yikes. Things are going great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to his big brain. His big <laughs> a brain. I've got a big, big brain. <laughs> Looks kind of like it's bigger than that toad guy from the <laughs> Mario Kart games brain. He's got a big head. I've got a big head because it's full of brain. <laughs> Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.